episode 370, How to Quit to Win, Dr. Stanley Robinson. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tows and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk, Awaken Your Alpha, How to Rise Up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon in every country. It has been my mission to bring you the best, but also bring you the reality, the trials, the triumphs, the struggles, the tactics that people use to get out of the tight spots, but also they use, that they continue to use to then go on to thrive. So please jump in, subscribe, review across all and any format that you consume this. As a coach, keynote speaker, and implementer, let me know how I can best support you. I'm here for you. I've got your back. Get to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If you have any interest in that, go across to talkaccelerator.com. That's talk. X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-O-R.com. There it has all the information on how and why you might do that and the best way to use it. And also scheduling on the green button, your idea clarity call, and we can talk through your potential ideas and send you in the right direction. Get to the podcast. This episode is all about quitting. Uh, you may not think about that sort of links to Awaken Your Alpha, but it definitely does. We have Dr. Stanley Robertson on the line. Dr. Stan has begun, become known as the Quit Doctor because of his relentless determination to heal the world of the stigma and shame associated with the concept of quitting. Stanley, how are you doing today? And are you ready to awaken your alpha? Absolutely. I am ready to rock and roll. Awesome. That was quite a brief introduction bio I did for you. Is there anything you'd like to add, highlight? What are you all about? Apart from quitting. <laughs> uh, well, my, my main premise, my main goal in life is this uh, idea of quitting. I want to make sure that uh, I'd like to help people understand that quitting is okay, that it's not a bad thing for you to do. Uh, but So that's really what I'm about right now. Uh, as far as my background, um, I have uh, educational background. I have a uh, doctorate degree in accounting. I have a law degree. I work as a chief financial officer. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, write books and, and speak. Talk to us a little bit about your origins. Where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us today? Right now, I live in Chicago. That's where I am now. I'm talking from Chicago. Uh, I was actually born in Mississippi, that great state with the uh, a bunch of S's. Yeah, as far as uh, how I got going in this concept of quitting, I was having a conversation one, uh, one day with my son. My son is a Marine Corps officer, and he was approaching his the end of his first tour of duty. He called me up. He said, Dad, you know, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I'm thinking about quitting. I'm thinking about getting out, you know, and I'm trying to make a decision. My advice to him at that time was, no, you can't quit. You've got to stay in. you got to do it. The Marine Corps offers uh, all these luxuries. You, you've got all the benefits. Uh, you've got all the prestige of being a Marine Corps officer. So you, you've got to continue. After I told him that, what I recognized is that that's the same advice he was getting from everyone around him. In other words, we as a society are, are trying to encourage him as well as other people, you can't stop. I mean, you, you got to keep going because if you stop, there's something wrong with that. 
And that night I was in the bed, I was sleeping and I woke up around two o'clock in the morning and the one word came to me, quit, Q-U-I-T. The next day I called him up and said, you know what? No, you don't have to stay in the Marine Corps if you don't want to. You need to think about what it is you want to do, what's going to make sense for your life. And if that means getting out, then that's what you should do. So that's when I realized we're all pressuring people to continue to do things that they may not want to be doing. Tell us about almost like the awakening moment where you you came sort of into your path of what you believe you should be doing. I mean, that, that sounds like that could have been one of the awakening kind of moments with your son there. But is there anything before that? And Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before that, um, I used to be in the Marine Corps and uh, I grew up, like I said, in on the south side of Chicago. Chicago is, has a bad rep, but uh, often for good reason. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> ridiculous things that go on in the uh, inner cities of Chicago. So when I was growing up, I one day I, I had a job and I was walking home and I, I was a kid. So, you know, high school uh, teenager. And I'm walking home. I've just got paid. I'm very happy. Stopped at the currency exchange, got my cash in my pocket. So I'm walking down the street. Um, now, this is back in the day when we had uh, VHS players. And VHS cost a lot of money at that time because it's new technology. So you're talking 600 bucks, 700 bucks. Yeah. And um, I met this guy and he had one. Uh, that was brand new, still in the box, and he was going to sell it to me for $200, which I happened to have because I had just gotten paid. Great thing. Um, I bought it from him. I took it home. I took it out of the box, and I was going to plug it in just to make sure that everything worked properly. When I opened the box, it was a box of bricks. Oh. Uh, yeah. So th this is very painful, as you might imagine. So, so my entire check is gone on a box of bricks. And uh, that kind of uh, put me on a path of what you might call uh, thievery. In other words, I started to do other things that I shouldn't have got involved in. Um, one thing led to another. And eventually, I was actually in the Marine Corps uh, uh, at that time. So when I joined the Marine Corps, my life of petty theft caught up with me. Um, I ended up getting a court-martial thrown in the brig, losing my stripes. Whoa. And uh, that's when it, I recognized, you know what, you, sometimes you have to quit things. Sometimes you have to let things go. So I was then able to uh, quit doing the things that I was doing. Number one, quit the physical act of stealing things. And number two, quit that mentality. Uh, because that is a mentality that permeated from other things in my life. So uh, I after I was able to quit doing that, then I was able to re-engage to something better. And that's when um, I got out of the Marine Corps. I went to school, got my degree, got my law degree, and eventually got my doctorate degree. Awesome. Along that journey, was there, um, it's my Yoda question, anyone who helped awaken your alpha, or was it more that situational kind of thing going on there? Or was there any, any yeah. key figures or even someone that inspired you in recent times or, you know, or from afar or actually, you know, physically there? Well, I think, I think the uh, Marine Corps is the one who inspired me to stop doing things. Mm -hmm. And obviously the, for various reasons, the Marine Corps is not very particular about people stealing from them. Yeah. So as a result, uh, that is the thing uh, that made me ha have to make a change in my life. Mm. Um, you say no one has ever achieved great success without quitting. 
that's a pretty bold statement. I mean, you touched on it there. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we have done as a society in America is we bought into this notion that winners never quit and quitters never win. And I say that that's a myth. It is a fallacy. It's exactly wrong because we should recognize that highly successful people quit things all the time. So my premise is that no one has ever been able to achieve great success without the ability to quit. So it, in other words, if you go back and you look at the, the people who have quit things, uh, for example, Michael Jordan quit baseball and won a three-peat. The Rock quit wrestling, became a superstar action hero, and Schwarzenegger quit being an action hero, became a governor. All of these people had quit something. For example, The Rock had to, uh, he was a, a very successful wrestler. You know, you think about it now and you just think, oh yeah, that's a great decision. But at the time, when anyone's, uh, especially at a high level, you know, when, and someone quits, like right when they're at the top, everyone around them generally thinks they're a bit crazy. Like, yeah. what are they doing kind of thing? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Magic Johnson just did that a few weeks ago when he was the president of the Los Angeles Lakers and he quit. And of course, people were like, wait a minute, this, yeah, first of all, nobody quits being the president of a professional basketball team and especially the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but he was one of the only, maybe the only black man that was a, a president of a professional basketball team. So people did look at that very strangely. However, Magic Johnson, what he recognized, and he said this in an interview, when they talked to him about his decision, he said, uh, number one, I wasn't winning. I didn't produce a winning team. And number two, it was no longer making me happy. Mm. Both of those things are very important because we should not be doing things that are not bringing us closer to success. We should not be doing things that are not bringing, uh, making us more happy in life. So if we continue doing things just because society says you've got to continue, you can't quit, then that doesn't make any sense. So as far as I can tell, there is no one that I've ever talked to in life, and I believe that there is no one, period, who can be successful without quitting. In other words, this is the, this is the idea is that when you do something you are not going to be do some you're not going to be successful the first time you do something mm. because if you are if even when you start as a kid you've you've got to fall a few times before you can walk you've got to you know uh, scrape your knees before you can learn how to ride the bike you've got to uh, get some coaching and and to before you can drive the car Every, there is nothing that you can do where you can be successful. Like the, fir the first time you did something, you were successful. I mean, uh, everyone that's listening right now into your podcast, they will recognize that there are things that they have quit along the way to their success. And we have become blind to that fact. A hundred percent. Things to help overcome the stigma of quitting. My own life as well, because there's a lot of um, to be said for rewarding relentlessness and just keeping going and doing the work. And I, I think I'm just thinking of things that there's definitely certain things that I'm doing because I'm stuck in that mode. And there is that stigma of quitting. Definitely. 
Yeah. Well, in terms of being relentless and in terms of keep going, you have to do that. That is a very good mm -hmm. quality. You cannot reach uh, a great level of success without having the ability to stick to things and to do things. What we're saying now is that in order for you to get to that level of success, yes, you do have to continue and have be able to persevere on things. However, uh, there, you're not going to be successful like uh, you know the first time you do something, which means that you have to have the ability to recognize when something is not working, disengage from that, and reposition yourself. That may mean that you have to learn more things. You may have to get some coaching. You may have to enlist more uh, resources. You may have to talk to more people. Uh, whatever that is that you must do, in order to reposition yourself. Uh, people will get stuck in a loop if you have the idea or the mentality that you can't quit something. Mm -hmm. You will never invent the great car or the, the next big app or anything if you can't give up the effort toward things. Uh, let me just give you a real, a real quick example. Um, just last year, Ringling Brothers, you're familiar with the Ringling Brothers Circus? Um, I don't know if I am. I don't okay. know if I am. Okay, so Ringling, Ringling Brothers um, was a circus that just went out of business last year. Uh, it was one of the, the biggest uh, circuses um, that, that we know of. Mm -hmm. And they had been in business for 146 years. Oh, that's but, pressure to continue, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> major pressure. But what happened is they had been um, abusing, or at least according to the animal rights activists, mm -hmm. they said that Ringling Brothers had been abusing the animals that they used in the circus acts. And Ringling Brothers would not give up the use of animals. They ended up being uh, tied up in court for over a decade. They, it cost them multi-millions of dollars fighting against the animal rights activists because they said they could not stop using animals because you, can't have a, you cannot have a circus without animals. Mm. Now, this was their opinion, obviously, but we recognize that that was not right because uh, Cirque du Soleil, they never use animals and they are wildly successful. So Ringling Brothers, all they had to do was quit using animals, but they, they could not do it. No, so right, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's this mentality. They, they couldn't bring themselves to quit the animal acts in the circus. And that's the, that's the kind of the emotional thing attached. In other words, they were so emotionally invested in this idea that animals make the circus that they couldn't see clearly to disengage from that. Yeah. Talking about that, and what do you mean by the term goal disengagement? Yeah. Um, so what I've done is I've read every book that I could find on the subject of quitting, and uh, I've studied every theory. And what I found in that research is this term, goal disengagement. So goal disengagement is actually the technical term for quitting. Okay. So in other words, if you're going to quit something and you look at the research behind it, you're, gonna, you're not going to find the word quit in the research. You're going to find the word goal disengagement, which means that you disengage or give up something. In other words, you have to give up a goal if you're going to become successful, you've got to disengage from things that don't work. In other words, you have to quit those things. Now, of course, my book is called Quit, because quit sounds better than goal disengagement. I like the subtitle as well, The Last Principle of Success. 
Right. Yeah, and and the reason why it's it's uh, considered the last principle, at least by me, it's considered the last <laughs> principle of success, is because we don't think of quitting as a success principle. Uh, we actually think of quitting as something for losers, mm. uh, and I'm saying that that is wrong. It's not true that quitting is necessary. It's a very necessary ingredient to your success. If you can't master the ability to quit you're not going to be able to be successful. You've got to know when to disengage and when to keep going. Definitely. I mean, why do you think, I mean, we've touched it a bit already, but quite a lot, but why do you think people have such a hard time with accepting or embracing the idea of quitting? And obviously you put a book out about it and you obviously believe that more people need to get on board with this. Well, I, I think that there's a couple of reasons, but I think the number one reason why people have such trouble quitting is that negative uh, connotation attached to the concept itself. So in other words, even if you know something is not working for you, the, the, the negative pressure, both internal and external. In other words, uh, we know that if you want to disengage, if you want to quit something, society is going to say, don't do it, don't quit. You've got to keep going. Because we bought into this notion that you can't be successful, you know, winners don't quit. So mm -hmm. the, the, the external pressure as well as the emotional. So an example of the external pressure could be um, just like, say, uh, Ringling Brothers that, you know, they should have quit, but they didn't uh, because, you know, they couldn't understand that you should quit doing this. Or uh, another example is my son that I mentioned earlier, the internal workings, the internal emotional turmoil. In other words, you have to, you feel that other people are going to view you a certain way. So mm -hmm. you need to justify why you, why you quit something. Uh, so I think that's the biggest problem is that society, what we really done is the word quit, which is not positive or negative, but we've taken the word and turned it to, into a negative thing. So the word quit actually equals loser. So mm -hmm. if I want to insult you, I can say you're a quitter. Well, I'm really saying you're a loser. You know, you're mad because I called you a quitter. But I mean, there should be nothing negative about that. You know, it's like, hey, this wasn't working. I had to, I quit doing that. I had to give that up. Whether it's a job, whether it's an exercise routine, uh, whether it's a goal, whether whatever it is, if it's not working, not getting you where you want to go, quit doing it and get to something else that's going to be more productive. Okay. Um, now, uh, now I, I just want to say this too. There is one other reason why we have such a difficult time quitting. And this is more of a, um, maybe you call it a scientific reason. I'm, I'll give you this just really, I'm, I'm trying to give you the very brief version of this. Mm -hmm. They've done a study and in the study, they took two groups of people. Um, one of the groups of people, um, they, they gave a jigsaw puzzle. They said, work this jigsaw puzzle until you complete the puzzle. The second group, they gave them that same puzzle. They said, work this jigsaw puzzle until you complete it, except they interrupted. They did not let them finish. What they found is that the, the group who completed the puzzle, they were happy. They went on about their business, never thought about it again. The group who could not complete the puzzle, they thought about that puzzle continuously, twice as much as the first group. So they could not stop thinking about the puzzle. The conclusion was this, is that the, the human brain is hardwired for completion. Mm. In other words, the, the, the reason they kept thinking about that puzzle is because they couldn't, just the fact that they would not, they were not allowed to complete the puzzle caused them 
to keep their mind kept going back to this thing that they hadn't finished. So the study is telling us that the human brain is hardwired for completion, which means that if you disengage, if you quit a thing, whether it's a relationship, you keep thinking about that person who you left, whether it's a business, whether it's a goal that you disengage uh, from, you know, whether it's something that you had to give up, what, whether it's quit smoking, whatever it is, you keep thinking about that thing because our brain are hardwired for completion. We continue to go back to the thing that we were not allowed to finish. And that's another reason why it's so difficult for people to, uh, to quit things. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of, you know, basically not feeling good. And when you haven't finished or you've got unfinished things and, and yeah, that's, it's, yeah, it's really very interesting concept coming at it from the other way. Cause you know, a lot of these interviews it's, it's and there is power in finishing things, but it's interesting to see the, the psychology behind it. And, and at times when you probably shouldn't finish things, but you're just, you're just kind of, you know, or you're, you're, you 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 want to finish it because you, you feel you have to. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. So, uh, <laughs> well, well, another thing about that is um, it is very unhealthy as well. Uh, it impacts our both mental and our physical bodies. If mm. we're doing things, Do, we should recognize that people are actually working jobs that they hate. And I'm, and hate is a very strong word, but literally people go to work every day, working jobs that they hate and they won't quit that job. Uh, people are in relationships that are toxic. Um, people are in relationships with other individuals who are abusive, but they won't quit that relationship. People live in climates where the temperature, for example, is 50 degrees below zero wind chill, and they say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm moving from Chicago, because I'm talking about Chicago. <laughs> uh, I've had so many people this winter say, you know, I'm, I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to California or Texas. But they won't do it. We, cannot, yeah. we, we can't give up things uh, for various reasons. So I, I, I think that, you know, we, we just have this, we have a problem here. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to move into the alpha round here. And I want to start that off with uh, your favorite or memorable quote that inspires you or just a, a way you like to approach your life. Is there anyone that resonates with you? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, there's, there's a very good quote that I like. Uh, this quote was from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, he was talking to some people and they were talking, I, I suppose, some youth and they were talking about college and they were saying, I don't want to go to college because it takes a long time to finish, you know. And he said, to them, so his quote is this, is that don't worry about how long it takes because the time is gonna pass anyhow. And I love that because mm. a lot of times we don't do things because of the time we have to invest. So I say, take that advice from Dr. Martin Luther King, don't worry about the time, the time is gonna pass anyhow. In other words, you can be four years later with a degree or without one, but you're still gonna be, find yourself, you're gonna find yourself four years later no matter what. I love that, love that. Um, is there a particular book outside of your own one, Quit, The Last Principle of Success, that I want to recommend? But is there another book that was either an impactful book for you in your life or one that you like to recommend you just think is a, a great book? One of my favorite books that I've ever read is Fahrenheit 451. Uh, it, it's a novel. Uh, it's a science fiction, actually, mm -hmm. by Ray Bradbury. And in that uh, book, he depicts a society where books are illegal. Uh, reading is illegal. So you can't read books. Everything is, uh, I mean, you can watch TV all day, 
Uh, you can talk on the phone all day, but you cannot read. Uh, and anyone who does read will be severely punished. So uh, I, I love that book uh, because of the implications, because uh, right now in society, we are becoming very illiterate. Is there a particular resource that uh, you use ever in your daily life or you just think is a, a useful thing that maybe not everyone knows about or is aware about? It can be related to quitting or just success or just uh, your general everyday life. An accountability partner. And an accountability partner is someone that you can work with and talk to, someone you, you trust and respect. And you work with that person and each person holds each other accountable and uh, accountable. And so this works if you're trying to reach a goal, if you're trying to, you know, I don't know, eat healthier, if you're trying to work out, uh, whatever it is, this, an accountability partner is a very useful tool because we need that motivation. You cannot work in isolation. This is just someone you could talk to once a week, five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, you know, one day a week just to say, hey, where are you at? You know, how's your goals coming? And you kind of exchange like that. Uh, so I think accountability par partners are very, very useful. From your network, having gone through the bulk, bulk of this interview now, who do you think would be a great fit for the Awaken Your Alpha podcast? He, he's actually an author as well. Mm -hmm. And he just completed a book. Kanye West, his mother, uh, his mother died some time ago, uh, but she was a, a college uh, a professor and an administrator uh, in Chicago. And he he wrote a book with her body of work. Oh, what, what was his name? Uh, his name is um, Dr. Gerard McClendon. If we haven't covered it, is there anything around more around the, the concept of quitting and, and becoming... I think in your words, you put it in your books, a successful quitter because, you know, someone say, oh yeah, I'm great at quitting or I do a lot of quitting. That's, that's not necessarily a good thing. Obviously, it's, it's, there's obviously a judgment and being a successful quitter. And is there anything else around the concept of becoming a successful quitter that you can share with us? Sure. Um, uh, well, let me just give you the four-step process real quick because I think this is really the key to doing this um, because you can't just quit. You're not going to be successful if you just quit things. Uh, however, if you followed this four-step process, and, and I, I developed the four-step process from the books and from the research that, that I've done, but if you, do, if you follow that process, you can be very successful at, uh, at giving up things that don't work for you. Um, I use QUIT, QUIT as an acronym for each step. So step one is the Q, which is quit quickly. That just means that as soon as you discover that something is not working for you, stop doing it immediately. Uh, the U is to understand the negative emotions. And we've talked about the negative emotions a little bit. Uh, the I is to initiate a new goal. And this is very critical. So step three, after you, after you figure out what it is you need to quit, you maneuver around those negative emotions to push past it. And then you have to initiate a new goal. In other words, let's uh, say Ringling Brothers, which we talked about earlier, if they're going to give up animals, which they should have, they should have recognized, and again, they spent decades, they should have recognized much earlier that, that the animals were not going to continue to be viable in the circus. They should have quit immediately, stopped using the animals, and then they should have initiated some sort of new goal, something that would replace the animals so that they could continue to be a viable uh, organization. Yeah. 
so, uh, so I, the third step is initiate some new goals. And then the last one, T, is transform your behavior. Transform your behavior just means that once you stop doing something, you can't continue I mean, once you give up something, you can't continue doing the same thing that you were doing before. So in other words, you may have to get some new resources. You may have to uh, get help. You may have to get some coaching. Whatever it is that you need to do, you've got to adjust your behavior so that you can get where you want to be and don't continue doing the same thing that was getting you where you don't want to be. Uh, so anyway, that, that, I think that's the key for me. If you really want to be a successful quitter, if you follow those four steps, that can get you there. Yeah, I think that initiating the, the, the new goal is, I think it's, it's key, a really important piece because I suppose someone who misses that vital piece will just quit things and you're not like, you're not putting anything else in there and you're just, you're just sort of uh, <laughs> retracting from society ultimately and doing less and less and less and uh, end up just curled up under a rock. So on yeah. that side, anyone's listening to this and they're thinking, well, maybe not all of them pieces they're good at, but they think, oh, I quit, I quit quite a bit and, and they are, you know, in that more that a negative side of quitting how do you think you know if someone's listening to this they can identify that maybe they quit too quickly or they quit too often or they they quit too much and maybe they aren't you know putting a new goal in there they're just they're getting very good at quitting but their quitting is not successful <laughs> well there, there are times when you should think about quitting and times when you should not so i'll just give you a couple of quick mm -hmm. examples um you should not quit or anyone listening to this podcast, anyone that's trying to be successful, improve their lot in life. You should not quit, for example, just because something is hard. So if you are working on something and you think to yourself, oh, this is really hard. This is really tough. I'm going to give it up. I'm going to quit. That is not the time to quit. In fact, that's the time when you should push through. Because when things are difficult, when things are hard, it builds character, it builds your competence level, it builds your confidence, your self-esteem. And it's probably the thing, once you get over this hurdle, it's going to get you on the other side to where you want to be. So you should not quit just because it's hard. You should not quit just because you haven't become successful yet. Like sometimes we'll say, well, it's taking too long or this is not working. No, that's not a time. It may take you a year, two years, five years, but you don't quit just because you're not successful. You also should not quit just because your, your neighbor or your coworker is doing better than you. In other words, oh, this person is making more money or that person got a promotion. I didn't get it. I deserve it. So therefore, I'm going to quit. That, those are times when you should not quit. If you are quitting, and there's others as well, but if you're, if you're quitting under those circumstances, then that, you're not going to be successful. On the other hand, there are times when you ought to think about quitting. For example, you should consider quitting if the thing that you're doing uh, for, is a dead end. Mm. If you're working a job, if you have a business, uh, you're making an investment, whatever it is, you have a goal, and the thing is not getting you where you want to go, and you realize, let's say it's a relationship, uh, you realize that this relationship is a dead end, this job is a dead end, there's no opportunities there, then you should think about quitting. You also should think about quitting if the thing that you're doing does not bring you any appreciable returns. In other words, your return on investment is less than the investment itself. So if you're doing something and the results are just not there and you've proven that the results are not there, then you should consider quitting the thing. You might also consider quitting if what you're doing is, is 
you dread doing the thing. In other words, if you hate doing it, you should not do something that you hate. Like I said, that's going to lead to both physical and mental uh, problems, you know, like health challenges for yeah. you. So those are times, those are some of the times, and again, there's more, but those are some of the times when you should uh, think about quitting. Wow. I hope everyone's enjoyed this conversation. It's been really interesting. If people want to continue the conversation, what's the best way they can connect with you? Yeah, the best way is uh, my website, which is thequitdoctor.com. Awesome. And we put that in the show notes too. Dr. Stanley, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it being here. It was a, it was a blast being able to share some tips on uh, how to be a successful quitter. And I thank you. You, you know, you're, you're a great guy. You have a great podcast going and I, I love it. I listen to it all the time. Cheers. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. If you've ever had any interest in getting on the TEDx stage and doing your own TEDx talk, or you're, you're curious about that, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkaccelerator.com. There you can find out all the information about why you might want to do one, how you can do one, and also you can even book in on the green button your idea clarity call for a time to speak through your specific potential ideas and how that can help enhance your message and how you can give yourself the best chance of landing that on the TEDx stage. I hope to speak to some of you soon. It's time to play a bigger game. It's time to amplify your message and make it happen. Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. There's also a best-selling book available all over the world through Amazon. Please do check it out.